Hello, welcome back to Move Ahead with Dahlia. On today's show, my guest is Angelica Rivera, the director of Proyecto Palante at Northeastern Illinois University. Hi, Angelica. Thank you for being here. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Dahlia. Thank you for inviting me today. Yes, of course. Thank you so much. We're going to get into a lot of information about Proyecto Palante. But before that, let's talk about Northeastern. Can you tell me uh, where they're located and a little bit about Northeastern? Yes. Uh, so Northeastern is located at 5500 North uh, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a little bit about Northeastern. So Northeastern, Northeastern Illinois University is an HSI. It's a Hispanic-serving institution. Um, it has been for over 15 years. And so that means that we have... Um, for example, the like fifty percent of the students for the first year are are Latinx. Oh, nice. Um, and so we have we get resources. We have access to scholarships, um, to to funding from the federal government through Title V grants to have funds for our students to support them uh, to support them. And but it, but the funds also support all students that attend Northeastern. And Northeastern's very diverse racially and ethnically. Yes. So that was one of the things I would like to mention about Northeastern that makes it very special in particular. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's um, on the north side of Chicago in the North Park area, right? Yes. And it's a four-year university. It has a lot of academic programs. And there are several branches around the city, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. I know there's one that I, I'm not sure when they put that one in, but it's in the Avondale neighborhood very close to me. But yeah, it's a very diverse university and a large one. Yes. <laughs> good, good. Let's talk about Proyecto Palante. Please share a little bit about the history of the program. And um, aside from the history, uh, what is Proyecto Palante? So Proyecto Palante is a recruitment and retention program for Latinx students. Mm-hmm. Um, it was founded in 1972. Uh, by students like Miguel del Valle and Congressman Luis Gutierrez, who were very active on campus and were involved with uh, the Union of Puerto Rican Students. Um, the, the program was founded um, as a way to give access to Latinx students into higher education and to get proper supports. Um, historically, Latinx students have not had access to higher education throughout the nation. Mm-hmm. And our program was uh, founded in part, thankfully, thanks, and thanks to... Um, Project Success, the African-American community who had founded their program initially. Um, our, their program is about four years older than ours, and our program was, was uh, founded in a similar way in terms of the structure. Historically, there was we, um, they did recruitment, they did advising, teaching, and programming, and that is pretty similar to what we do. One of the key differences is that we have bilingual bicultural staff. Um, and initially, they uh, provided some spaces, actually, for our students so mm-hmm. that they could get access as well. Um, but students started to notice that it wasn't going to be sufficient. You know, mm-hmm. people like Miguel del Valle, they knew that, it, you know, f- four to five spaces wasn't going to be enough and that it, would, it was also taking away from them, but that it was a good way to access uh, the university. And they decided to advocate on their own as college students, um, on, you know, on behalf of other Latinx students to have a program for Latinos as well. Uh, and then it got modeled similarly. There is a um, there's a dissertation written by Dr. Maximino Torres, who was the founder and the first director, uh, that documents that. Um, so that he's left that behind for us, and now the program is 50 years old, um, and I've been the director for the last 12 years. 
Wonderful, wonderful. So um, how did you get to uh, director of Northeastern Illinois University as the um, in Proyecto Palante? What was your journey there? So um, I'm a first-generation uh, Latina Mexicana college student. Mm -hmm. uh, my parents immigrated here when I was a child. I was maybe about um, five years old. Mm -hmm. I was born in Mexico in the state of Morelos, and my grandmother helped raise me in Mexico City. And my parents came here to work before um, they brought us, and, my, and then my grandmother raised us, and then eventually we came here when I was five. My older sister was six. Mm -hmm. And we lived in the north side of Chicago, uh, across the street from Wells High School, and eventually joined my, my parents and my, uh, my younger uh, brother at the time. So we were able to, um, you know, then go through school, the schooling system here. My mother ha is an educator. She works for CPS. She's a teaching assistant. She actually attended um, Northeastern Illinois University herself. Really? She attended the community colleges to get access into Northeastern and studied early childhood um, education. And then she's worked for tw the last 20 years um, in CPS working with children. So she's an educator as well. Wonderful. Um, but did work in factories here when she initially arrived. Mm -hmm. um, and then I grew up in Little Village. Uh, I ended up going to a Catholic all-girls high school. Um, now it's called Our, Our Lady of Tepeyac. Um, eventually, I went to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Uh, I went into a program called the Bridge Transition Program, um, which is similar to Proyecto Palante, except it doesn't have the cultural component. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what makes Proyecto Palante significant and special. Um, and so when, when I applied to Northeastern, for that position, I had already I had experience teaching as an adjunct. I had taught at DePaul, at Northwestern, um, in Latino studies and in education, educational foundations. But I was interested in working with Latino students, and that was an opportunity that op that opened up. At that point, I was working. I worked for two years in middle schools, um, actually at the same elementary school that I graduated from. Oh, nice! So it was called Robert Burns, and then eventually it became. Currently, it's Lazaro Cardenas. Um, elementary school, and I worked there uh, running an after-school program for children. I hired teachers and tutors and coordinated an after-school after program with 100 children uh, to help them, you know, bridge the academic gap, right, that I saw that they had. And we had, uh, it was through community school, so we had funding. Uh, it was through an organization called Enlace Chicago that uh, Chuy Garcia actually founded. Mm. Um, and uh, pr it provided many resources that I didn't have as a child at, at that school. So for me to be able to go back and work there uh, was very rewarding. And um, after a while, because it wasn't a, a full-time job, I had my first daughter. And so I realized, okay, I, need, I have school loans. I need a full-time job with benefits. And so that got me back into the workplace because at that point I had that part-time job working at the community schools. And then I was also an adjunct at, North, at Northwestern. And this was about 15 years ago now. My older, oldest is 14. And so then I realized, well, I need to, you know, keep looking for a full-time position, even though I like that position. And then I found the, this position at Northeastern. And it was a great fit because it was a program I had gone in through. It was what I believed in. Um, and I actually was also very involved as a college student and helping as a, as a gra graduate student in, in educational policy studies at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign, I was very involved in helping to found the Latino Studies program because I 
felt that it was important for, for Latinos to learn about their identity. And as an undergraduate, I had to study abroad in Spain, in Mexico. Um, so I studied in Barcelona for a year. I studied in um, Guadalajara for a semester. And I traveled throughout Mexico for the summer. Nice. So That's amazing. Yeah. To learn more about my identity, my history, yeah. my community, um, and why people migrate to the U.S. when there is so much wealth, uh, of cultural wealth, in our communities in Latin America. Mm -hmm. And so had it not been for the opportunities that I, I was afforded at, at the university to study abroad, even though the university didn't provide those opportunities, I wouldn't have had that um, opportunity. So I, I felt the responsibility that if I had a scholarship, which I did at the time, I had a fellowship to go to graduate school, I felt the commitment to advocate for other students and help create this Latino studies program along with other colleagues of mine, a few other students, one of them who, who's a professor now at Northeastern as well, his name's Dr. Cortez mm -hmm. um, and Dr. Pulido. They were colleagues from of mine at, as well at, at the time at UIUC. And they're also contributors, and one of them's the main editor to the book that I is actually, I'm, a, I'm one of the editors and contributors too. It's called Latinx Education in Chicago. Um, and that's also a fruit of all of that work that I was involved in as a that we were all involved in, in, in the, at the university as undergraduates. So I see this work at Proyecto Palante as a continuity of that work, of other people having struggled and advocated before us right. to give us access at, at the University of Illinois. And this program's one of those, those types of programs. And so for me, it has been a huge responsibility and commitment to continue to keep the program going so and doing the best that we can with it so that we could continue to provide those opportunities for other students. Well, um, that's very impressive, all that you've been involved in, especially in the educational part. That's amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You've done some incredible things there. Um, let's have a little bit of information now about um, the mission of Proyecto Palante. What can you tell us about that? So our, our historical mission has been to provide access, right, to Latinx students and then right. to provide support as well. Um, so we provide support in the, in the way that we provide advising. We, we do holistic advising with our students. Okay. We teach them a seminar to help them transition from high school to college, right. which we're preparing now for the fall because um, we're always updating it. Um, and then we also do programming. So right now we're currently working on possibly doing workshops for our students in the Pedroso Center, the Angelina Pedroso Center, which is for intercultural um, affairs. And it's a diversity center. And we want the students to have more access to the center there and become familiar and take advantage of the programming <coughs> as well that they provide there mm -hmm. to help support them, help them become more engaged at the university, um, and just help them to feel uh, a part of the university. Some students kind of are commuter, they come and go and don't build that sense of, co of community. Yeah. Uh, and we, we wanna continue to cultivate that for them and help them with that part. Uh, we also have an, an emergency scholarship fundraiser that's coming up on October 5th. Mm. Um, it's uh, so a collaboration between El Centro Satellite Campus and Proyecto Palante, and we're doing it on October 5th. We're gonna provide some food, like appetizers and drinks. Uh, we'll be doing a raffle to fundraise for our emergency scholarship. Um, it's called Empowering Dreams. That's the theme of what we called it this year. We've helped 20 students so far because we've done this fundraiser in the past. It makes a huge difference for students. Um, 
when they have a balance and that balance could keep them from registering and continuing that their education. So for us, it's been very important to cultivate the relationships with the students to know who these, who the students are that need to have these gaps that need, um, need, need their tuition or a small balance to be paid off and that they need that support. And we get them involved that way too. We get them involved, for example, in a Noche de Celebración event, we have them volunteer, um, and we, ha we highlight our scholarship recipients, recipients there as well. We had that earlier this year. That's been a collab collaboration that we have with Dr. Cortez because he runs a program called Enlace Higher Education Leadership at mm -hmm. Northeastern. What is it called? The Enlace uh, Higher Education Leadership Enlace. Program. Okay. And he, um, he actually teaches graduate students. I teach uh, graduate students too uh, through his program. But what we do is we highlight the accomplishments of our students at that event, and then we also um, highlight his students that are coming in to the program. And so then we have a pipeline of Latinx students uh, they get to see each other, you know, the first year students and the the master students who are celebrating, um, you know, the getting access and completing. And then for the first year students that are coming in, they can learn about other opportunities like the master's program that absolutely they can, that they can eventually look into. Give them another well. goal. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. That's wonderful. Well, I watched. Um, I went into uh, the Proyecto Palante website uh, in the Northeastern Illinois University website. Yes. And um, I watched the video that shows. Uh, I believe it was the 40th anniversary yes. of the program, and it was really great because it it gives some testimonials from alumni that uh, went through the program and the challenges they had and what an impact it made. Uh, in them, in their lives, starting with the Proyecto Palante uh, program. It's it pretty interesting. Um, I'm sure you see that all the time as the director of Proyecto Palante, where you see someone coming in and then they're flowering, they're, they're growing, right? Yes, definitely. So uh, we have a student currently uh, that just graduated. His name, his name is Saul Arellano. Mm -hmm. He was actually recognized through an award through the president's office um, this spring. And he, you know, his mother was actually a um, immigrant rights activist. Mm. His mother was actually deported mm. um, in two, like around 2006. Mm -hmm. His mother um, ended up becoming, you know, very active, still continued her activism in Mexico where she lived. And eventually came back to the U.S. She he has a small brother that she brought here too. She's still working on having her status adjusted, um, and so she's here under a, a humanitarian. Uh, I believe it's a humanitarian visa, or um, she's she's looking for. A, she has sought asylum here at in the U.S. Um, and she has really struggled to to help him continue his education. She's somebody who really who really uh, believes education is really important. She continued into law school in Mexico and then had to come here and has continued now her classes uh, virtually, actually, with the Uni La Universidad de Tamaulipas um, in Mexico. So she is an example, even at her age, and uh, in spite of her status not being stable, uh, has been a really great um, example and role model for him yes. to continue his education. So he's been very, he's you know, he's, he completed he majored in justice studies. He became involved in a in an election um, to represent um, like co the community uh, in terms of the issues that have been going on, uh, like to, for, for there to be more like police accountability. So he wants to be more like 
a liaison to advocate for commu the community, right? But there is some kind of communication. So I think sometimes that's one of the gaps, right? Um, so I'm really proud of, of him, for example. He's one of the students. We have another student that is now an older woman. Her name's Jesse Fuentes in oh. Humble Park. Um, she also graduated, came in through Proyecto Palante, is very involved in the Puerto Rican community through the Puerto Rican Cultural Center, uh, and is, is currently the older woman of, of that area in Humble Park. And we're also very proud of her and her accomplishments. Um, so like like uh, them, we have other students, right? We have people who, yeah. uh, Dr. Maria Luna Duarte, who was the director of um, El Centro for many years. She's now the, uh, the associate dean at the College of Education at UIC. Um, and we have somebody who is now like the executive director of the Ensemble Español, um, his name's Jorge Perez at uh, Northeastern Illinois University. So he's somebody that was in the video, for example. But we have been able to trace and compile stories of people who start, even when they started in the program. So there's a faculty member um, now, I believe his name's something like Wilfredo. Um, his name's Wilfredo. I don't remember if his last name's Cruz or something like that. But he also wrote a book on sociology. Um, in Chicago, and he was teaching at Columbia College. So he was one of the very first uh, students that started in Proyecto Palante. Really? So, and I was able to find some of this information, uh, oral history, historiography, through one of our um, advisors. His name's Mr. Manuel Cuba. He was at Northeastern for about 16 years, um, and we overlapped in time for a good eight years or so. And he was very supportive of me when I first got hired. He was very supportive of... Uh, teaching me the ropes, so to speak, of how the program worked, um, how it was founded, how it was structured. Uh, because our program is comprehensive and holistic, it could be sometimes uh, tricky for somebody who's new to learn the different areas. So he was able to kind of make it, uh, simplify it, and yeah. explain to me, like, what were the things I should look for. Um, so he was like a good mentor, like a good senior um, staff member who was like a mentor in a way, you know, uh, very respectful, very supportive, but also always he keeping the cent the students at the cent the center, right? He really cared about students being successful, mm -hmm. so he kind of I feel like he kind of guarded the program in that way for like the, during the time he was there, probably probably even before I was there. Um, so that that was something that was very helpful to me as I transitioned into the role, um, because primarily my experience was in teaching in higher education. Mm -hmm. Coordinating, yes, and I was always in education in different uh, realms. I taught adult education as well. I taught citizenship, but this was a different kind of program. And so it was, uh, I did have coordinator and supervisory experience, but this was a different kind of program that to me is special. Um, and that it had it not been for the team of people that I inherited and then eventually that I hired other people as some people left. Although the people that have worked with me always have stayed a long time, <laughs> and I've been very lucky. Lucky. Well, that that's, that that speaks volumes about you, right? You yeah. know that there's uh, low rotation; people are staying there. Yeah, thank you. So I I believe it's that we have that mission of the yeah. our students at the center, yeah. and that we have that that desire to support them, absolutely, and that we know that it's very impactful when they graduate and they could continue in positions where they will continue to provide resources, um, provide representation, Absolutely. provide advocacy for our communities. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Proyecto Palante, I would assume one of the goals is uh, consistency in terms of the retention, right? The students that come in, you want them to stay, of course, and to finish school there. 
get their bachelor's degree or whatever degrees they're looking to get. And clearly from some of the examples you gave me, um, they've done that and beyond, right? Yes, I would, I would definitely say that that has been the case, that we've been able to not only retain them as like for them in terms of declaring their major mm -hmm. and connecting them to their colleges and, um, you know, helping them be successful at the university. But I feel that we also have part of it through our seminar and part of it through our holistic advising and the other part through our staff being bilingual, bicultural and being Latino as well, um, that we've been able to provide them models of Latino leadership, what it looks like. And, what, and the expectations that we have for them and that they can also rise to the occasion Absolutely. and they can also pay it forward to other students because it was students themselves who created the program for students like them, even though they didn't know who they were going to be eventually. Yes. Um, so I think we build that into their consciousness, their social consciousness for them to understand that um, it's kind of a tall order. It's a some big shoes to fill, yeah. but it's always with the intention of them having support, like yes. adequate support all around them, and that they themselves can provide that leadership eventually. And, and for example, Saul and, and um, the students I had mentioned earlier um, are perfect examples of that, of mm -hmm. how they can continue that uh, leadership and um, provide also other opportunities for an advocacy, Jesse Fuentes. Uh, is her name um, for other people in our community. And they've done fantastic work. And those are two that I could say uh, with certainty that they came in through the program while I was in the, uh, in the time that I've been there. But there's definitely others. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm very proud of all of them. You yes, know? absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I feel like, uh, of course, you know, Chicago has such a large Latino community. And I feel like in terms of you know, getting the word out so that people are aware of, you know, I'm sure you do um, recruiting, whether it's in um, some college uh, fairs and things like that, right? So that more people are aware of it. But one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is to kind of highlight that for everyone that's listening, all the listeners understand that this is an incredible program um, I personally, when I graduated from Roberto Clemente, um, I went through Proyecto Palante at Northeastern back in the 80s, and um, Jaime Delgado was my uh, advisor, and he was just the kindest, nicest person, did guide me. Um, I enjoyed my time there. There is a really great culture uh, you feel like you're part of the community as a student. I remember that clearly. And that's why I wanted to bring you on. I, I was like, this is full circle. I want to um, talk to you about this important program for our community. Um, what would you say in terms of, um, uh, or what advice would you give to uh, high school students that are looking right now and aren't sure about where to study uh, what to study, what would you like to uh, advise them about Northeastern, about Proyecto Palante? So what I would say to students who are struggling right now is that if you're a first-generation Latinx student um, and you're, you're not sure where to go, um, our program Proyecto Palante can assist you, mm -hmm. um, especially if you don't have any credits at a community college or anywhere else. These are students, our, our students primarily are first-year students, right? So they're right. not 
They typically haven't taken classes elsewhere or transfer other credits. Um, that they could call our office. Um, they that we would be willing to. You know, they could call me, Dr. Angelica Rivera, or they could call Evelyn Gonzalez, or Suyapa Velasquez, and we can be available for them to assist them with the process. Um, our number is seven seven three four four two five four six zero, and we. We pretty much would assist them with everything from onboarding them, placement testing, um, selecting their classes. They would then enroll with our, into our um, seminar, for example, for the fall semester to help them transition from high school to college. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they would be assigned to one of our advisors, and we would work with them closely during that time while they're with us. If they're, they don't know what their major is, it's okay because this is a time of exploration, and right. the first two years you're actually taking general education requirements. And those classes will give them the opportunity to um, actually figure out, you know, what they like. There's students who come in and say, I want to major in education and then realize like, oh, this, I don't like this after, I don't want to be a teacher. And that's okay because that's what it does, right? The opportunities that they have there is to help them figure it out. Or they'll take a justice studies class and they'll say, actually, I really like this. This is what I want to major in. Um, so those are the things that we assist them with and fi- kind of figuring out their path. At the yeah. university. Yeah, you're guiding them. Yes. Yeah, absolutely, which is so important when they're teenagers. <laughs> yes, definitely. They need that. And unfortunately, um, in the Latino community, many times, um, if the parents didn't uh, go to higher education, uh, the students may not go. Or if they do go, they still absolutely don't know where to go, how to get there. And this is what's so great about Proyecto Palante. It's a step-by-step. They guide them through it. Is Proyecto Palante guiding them uh, for the first year, second year? How long do they guide the students? So we keep them with us uh, for up to five semesters, so the first two years. Uh, and so, for example, if they still are not sure about their major, they can stay with us at fifth semester. And or if they need more time to complete to get to the, the third year, they can stay with us. We... we continue to work with them as long as the student feels that they need to work with us. Um, however, we also uh, refer them to other programs like TRIO. There we have partnerships. We feel that they provide similar things to us, um, and they, could, they also have other resources to um, share with them. Uh, for example, they have a program for, for um, students who are interested in education, um, students who may, who may have uh, need additional assistance with their academics and that they received additional support during high school, nice. they have a, a program for them too. So what we do is we partner with them, we refer students to them so that our students always have support until they graduate. And who is this pro, who is the other the program? Other, the other program is TRIO. TRIO? Yes. T-R-I-O? Yes. Okay. Yes, they're part of the TRIO support system services. Um, they're they're a, a grant funded, um, but they're, they're also a very uh, holistic program um, that, that provides many resources that the students, and it has a scholarship as well, that kind of works well with, uh, I think, with like adding additional support once our students are done in our program. Um, they're really a great program for them to continue to get that support so that they're, they are not, they don't feel like they have nowhere else to, to, to kind of fall back on. Yeah. We like them to continue to have support. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yes. That's wonderful. Is there anything else that you could think of that we may not have mentioned yet about Proyecto Palante or anything that you'd like to add? I know you mentioned the event is coming up in October, right? Yes. So we have a fundraiser for our students, and that's coming up on October 5th. Um, It's uh, an empowering dreams. That's the theme that we've given it. 
uh, scholarship. It's an emergency. It started off as an emergency scholarship fund prior to the pandemic. We continued it during the pandemic. People were, uh, we didn't have an actual event, but people were very generous and still supported virtually. We were very grateful because uh, those funds really helped our students, like I Mm. mentioned earlier. Um, And so that's one of the, the big pieces that we do. Like we like to have events that um, our students can participate in and that our students can get support in different ways. And again, connect back to community. That's one of the events that we do, for example. Yes, wonderful. Any other uh, comments you'd like to add about the organization? Um, So one of the last things I wanted to add is that we will be celebrating our 50th anniversary in the spring um, this next year. Nice. Um, So the... um, the 50th anniversary was on the on 20 during was the year 2022. However, because of COVID, um, and everybody was still transitioning back in person, and there was a lot of uncertainty still. We um, were not in the state at the stage of planning yet for that. Right. We postponed it, so now it's it's um, scheduled to take place in the spring. So to me, that's one of the big pieces that's happening in the near future. That's also really exciting. Okay. Yes. That's great. Thank you so much. I did want to mention that uh, the person that introduced us, her name is Maria del Carmen Casimiro, and uh, she's a, a wonderful lady that I know from my neighborhood, mm-hmm. Avondale. She owns, uh, her and her husband own a small mom and pop grocery store called Carniceria Ruiz. And I wanted to say hi to Maria and her family. They're just uh, an amazing uh, group of people. We love them. My family loves them and uh, wanted to share their information about their uh, grocery store. They're located at 3001 North Kedzie Avenue off of Wellington and Kedzie in the Avondale neighborhood. And they have everything you need for your home, for food, for groceries, for um, meats, uh, they have a, a section for the butcher. So everything you need, fruits and veggies, if you want to pop in and say hello to them, uh, you will love them as well. So thank you, Maria, for introducing me to Doctora Angelica Rivera. And Angelica, thank you so much for being here today. It's a pleasure. And thank you for all you and your staff does for uh, the community at Northeastern. Thank you so much, Dalia. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, you're welcome. Hey, thank you so much for listening today. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe so you can keep up with my latest episodes. You can find me on all social media platforms at Dalia the Realtor. To reach me directly, call me at 773-879-4855. I'll see you on the next episode. Make it a great day.